We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. KVJ. So what old piece of electronics or tech do you still actually use? How far back can you go? We asked the question on the KVJ Show Facebook page, and there was clearly one answer for which kind of electronics people are still using today. Can we guess? You can. What do you think, Virginia? It's not a VCR, is it? VCR is an interesting guess. It was uh, mentioned. It's not our number one. <laughs> Rocco found some old VCR tapes, and he wants a VCR player so bad. He does. Yes. I get it. Yeah. You know him. He's real big into electronics and Loves buttons all that stuff. and hooking things up. So I might get him a VCR. Okay. Bird. Yeah, what do you think? DVD. Going to go with uh, DVD. Okay, it's a good guess. No, neither one of those are number one. Okay, what about Microwave. Microwave? Well, of course everyone uses that. Yeah. Still in use. Uh, microwave? I'm just trying to think of things that are old. <laughs> microwave? <laughs> I mean, Was it a car? <laughs> what a dumb answer. <laughs> I mean, that's my act. <laughs> I, I should have said that answer. Microwave? <laughs> Corona, bro. Okay. <laughs> Cassette player. I still use that. You do? Really? Virginia got us, or did you get it for us? I did. It's a little cassette player. It's a boom box. Yeah, and it, it's got, I have all these old tapes of my dad from when I was a child playing guitar. Oh, yeah. Aww. It's cool. really fun yeah. to listen to. That's yeah. sweet. Well, that's a problem that a lot of people are having is we're moving through the tech phases so rapidly that you're collecting a lot of great keepsake stuff in one format, and then that format, you can't find anything to play them on. And... It's becoming an issue, and that's why some of these places now are making money where you can go and take whatever it is, whether it be a reel-to-reel, whether it be a cassette. I have 8-millimeter. I have, like, so many 8-millimeter tapes yeah. of Magnolia from her birth to, like, you know, age four. There's, like, 18 tapes. Yes. When I was kind of getting into radio, there was something called digital audio tape. It was a small cassette, and they were in all the radio studios I worked in. And so a lot of my early work is on, they're called DAT tapes. And now no one has a DAT tape player anywhere. <laughs> and so anything I did in my first 10 years in radio, I can't listen to. <laughs> that sucks. I think I know the answer. Do you? Okay. Record player. Record player was probably number two if I were, you know, taking all the votes. Number one is alarm clock. Oh. Number one answer was old school alarm clocks, the kind that have like the dial radio on them. And I was talking about the oldest piece of electronics that you still use. And people were showing photos on our Facebook page. One was from like the 70s. One was uh, from <laughs> 1983. They say, I graduated in 1983. I had it for many years before then. They had a photo of that. A lot of them were from the 90s, so 70s, 80s, 90s, that bedside long layout alarm clock. So many people are still using that on a day-to-day -day basis.
I like that. I think it's cute. I love it, too. I, just, I haven't set an alarm, I mean, in 15 years. Well, what's happened for a lot of people is um, I use my phone. Me, too. But a lot of people do. That's what wakes me up every single day. So it's just kind of like change, but that layout flat was the one that people were still using on a daily basis the most. You set your alarm every day, every single day? You have to have it on for, for you to wake up? For the show, yeah. If I want to wake up on the time that I need to, I would always wake up. I've had that where, uh, like if we have a vacation, that's the toughest part, is remembering to turn your alarm off, off when right. you do a vacation. Because I've done both. Where I've like, my alarm's going off at like, you know, three in the morning. I go, why? (laughs) (laughs) And then you're thrown off. Like, do I work today? Do I not work today? And I've done the other. And so I always wake up. I usually wake up at least 30 minutes to an hour late if I don't set it. Okay. So you would, you would never be in a situation where if you didn't set your alarm, the possibility of sleeping through the show, that could never happen. I could. I totally could. I know you could. Rocco unset my alarm the other day, and Uh I woke up like an hour and a half late. I was like, running. Literally did not shower. I I could see that happening to you, but I don't see it happening. I think you, your body would wake up like right at 5 a.m. going, oh, what's wrong? Ah." In 25 years, there's one time, and it's very early in my career, where I slept. Yeah, past where the show had started. Was it down here in Florida? I don't think it was. Have I ever been late once to the show here in Virginia? I don't think so. I don't think so. It's kind of annoying. Yeah, I I think it was. uh, The one I remember was in California. If you were late and we we didn't hear from you, we would suspect foul play. Yeah, and I was out catting around. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) young young Kev was out catting around, sniffing for tail. Oh yeah, we we were catting that night. Yesterday was kind of interesting because I didn't realize my wife has kept every iPhone that we've had. She's got them in a box and she had them out yesterday. And I was kind of fiddling around with an old school iPod. I'm like, wow, you can't you can't do anything on it. It's amazing how basic they look now and just trying to work anything on. You're like, going, you know, it's old, but nothing was operating on it right. It was really interesting to look at an old iPod. Yeah, they get like kind of like weird and sticky too. Yes, uh, unless that's just Rocco. I don't know what he gummed mine up. Ours with. wasn't sticky like in touch, but it just acted like it was gummed up. Right, sticky uh, in time. They yeah, that time stick to it. Yeah, iPods were up there, and the answers we got. Lisa had said that Mike. He was on the turntable thing. He still has a realistic turntable from the late 70s. All of his electronics are 70s and 80s. That's so And he still listens to it daily. I love it. Uh, Andrew said the speakers in my stereo system are probably 40 years old. Still listen to those. Speakers do last a good long time. In fact, I know there are some people, because I was in the speaker game for about a couple years in high school where I had really great speakers and Got even a magazine on good speakers. And a lot of people were going to the old school speakers saying that they were just something vintage about them and the sound that they had. Huh, I wouldn't mind knowing Speaker Kev. Kind of see what he's all about. I wish I had that old school thing that my grandma had back in the day that had the TV in it and the two speakers. Oh, I remember that. It was yeah. a built-in. My grandma had one, too. Giant wood thing with a lid. And you would lift the lid yeah. and then oh, everything was in there. Yeah. Hey, those, t- those TVs were terrible. We had one of those things. And they were awful. He, they had those tubes in the back, and the, yeah. the picture would go out. Yeah, well, that, that was the overall flaw in it, was you put your TV, your record player, everything together in one component, but then when one went out... <laughs> 
that that was just it. It was tough to get, you know, each one. And it was so heavy. Yes. I remember it, it felt like it was 400 pounds. So it's not like something you're just going to go put in the car and drive back to the stereo store to have them <laughs> fix it. Um, some of the other ones, uh, Iris said, yeah, I still got a VCR and 8-track player that I use. 8-track? Girl, you really old school. That, 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 did that take off? How long was 8-track around for? I remember when I was really super little riding around in somebody's car and they had 8-track in their car. Aunt Anne, I remember she had the Journey 8-tracks <laughs> and I wasn't allowed to touch it. If I touched it, she'd go, you have the touchy watchies. No. I'm like, all right, sorry. Even as a toddler, you had hamburger hands <laughs> yes. she saw it she did. i get it mm-hmm. also you had uh, lady doc uh, who had said i still got a vcr i use a cassette player uh still into that and that's An- cool anastasia said uh, game boy color is that uh, an old gaming system i assume the game boys yeah. when they came out yep yeah, a lot of people were uh, vouching for the old school alarm clock. The the old school Game Boys were awesome. They, they still sell those things. That'd be a cool thing for Rocco. They have now what it's called the Nintendo Switch. Is that what you got them? No, we ended up getting the Xbox because I got it used off of one of Mags' friends. Sweet deal. Somebody just texted in and said, I still have the electronic game Simon from 1978. <laughs> I love that game. I think you have a remake of that at we your do. house. We have that, yeah. In fact, that's uh, one of the games that we have. But yeah, ours is refurbished. If his is an original, that's pretty uh, cool. Very cool. Was that game fun or did we think it was fun because there wasn't much going on? Rocco loves it. We have a, a new model of Simon and he yeah. plays it all the time. What's it? You have to repeat the pattern? Yep. It's good. Oh. I mean, it makes you think. It works. You, you can tell it's good for you because your brain hurts. After about five minutes playing, you're like, ugh. Can we play that on the radio, or is that a terrible idea? Terrible idea. Terrible idea. idea. Yeah, it'd be terrible on the radio. I mean, you've had bad ideas. One of the worst, Bird. Yeah, we'll play checkers after that. (laughs) We've done that before. No, chess. Why don't we do chess? (laughs) Radio chess, all these ideas. We've done Connect Four. I mean, why stop now? Yeah. We've been bad for a good minute. You're I think right. we played that at 2 a.m., didn't we, when we were doing that? <laughs> yes. yeah. You're yeah. expected to be bad at that time. Hard up for material. My KVJ show. Because you lived through the 90s, you get some of the problems that you used to have to deal with. The kids today be going, wait, what? CDs with scratches. Oh, that was the worst, man. Gosh, I hated that. <laughs> they would skip. They wouldn't work. In fact, I even remember I had the uh, hack for that. I used to always impress people. You would take toothpaste. <laughs> And you would rub it over where the scratch was on the CD, and then you take just some water and just gently kind of like rub it off, and the toothpaste would fill in the scratch, so the laser would skip, you know, that part of it and still keep playing. It wouldn't, you know. Look at you. Yeah. I used to impress people in the 90s, and when CDs went away, I'm like going, gosh, that was the only good thing I knew to impress people. <laughs> you impress them in the 90s, you do that now, people are like, well, what are you doing? Yeah, that, <laughs> not nearly as impressive now in uh, 2020 as it was back in like 99. If you wanted to rent a movie, you had to pray nobody beat you to it. Yes. If you wanted to call somebody that you were dating, you'd have to call their house and potentially talk to their dad in an uncomfortable conversation, which was, I used to dread calling a girl's house and then, please don't let her dad pick up. Oh, hey, how's it going? <laughs> yeah, that weird, oh. just trying to hand the phone off. It was so awkward. Terrible. Guys, kids today have no idea how tough we had it. It really was awkward. There was a lot of weird phone things that uh, were going on in the 90s that we had to deal with. Remember when somebody had to get off the phone so you could use the internet and you'd fight 
over that. Yes. Or you would have a connection. Remember, I remember downloading stuff, and it would take a good like 15 minutes to download anything worthwhile. You know how impatient we are now? If it takes longer than three seconds, you're moving on. Well, imagine sitting there for like 15 minutes, and you're seeing the files download. And I remember somebody pick up the phone in the other room, and oh, what's going on here? Why am I hearing funny noises? And, and you were right at the end of the download. You have to start the download all over again. <laughs> yes. And you give up after like the third time. Be like, please, Ma, stay off the phone. If you wanted to get a message from somebody, you'd go out, you'd come back, and wait for the message machine. And if they didn't leave a message, you'd have to go, okay, so is, is the is the machine broke, or do they just not like me? You didn't, you didn't know. <laughs> yeah, there was a lot of weird things. Yeah, the answer machine messages was uh, something as well that uh, you would have to deal with. And I remember that uh, would get me in trouble. One of my dumb friends one time, I remember we were like 16, 17, and he called my house, and he's like going, okay, so I got somebody to get us the beer for the uh, KISS concert tonight. And my dad hears that message, and we're already left. My dad drove like all the way to Dayton, Ohio, like two hours away. One way, because he thought that we had booze in the vehicle, and he had the spare key, found the vehicle in the parking lot of the concert, went inside, checked, and saw that we, we hadn't even gotten it. Like, this knucklehead dude, I'm like, well, we're not Aww. getting beer. I'm like, i got to drive to Dayton. I'm like, I'm 17. I'm like, no. So he left it on the machine? On the machine. Oh, dummy. I had no idea. <laughs> oh, that is awful. That is awful. That's why you can't have dumb friends. Well, if you do, you have to beat them up after. <laughs> I remember. I'm like, what were you thinking? I'm like, you are so dumb. You caused so much trouble for me with my dad. Right. If you have dumb friends, you have to start a morning show. <laughs> yeah, that was it. <laughs> that was it. Do you remember getting tangled up in a long phone cord back oh in the my, day? Yes. And that, that cord would get so, t- it would be just this big ball hanging off the receiver that was there. Kids today would be like, well, wait, phone cords? Wait, what's going on? I don't get any of this stuff. Yeah, if you're under the age of like 30, you're like, I don't, I don't know. I have no idea what you guys are talking about right now. I get yeah, it. My, my buddy's got a 16-year-old kid, and he was asking his dad, he goes, so what was dating like before technology and computers and all this stuff? And I was, I was thinking, yeah, it was way different. You had to call somebody's house, and if they weren't there, leave a message, and they would call you back. And you would hope that their sister wasn't on the phone because she was not going to click over with the call waiting. Well, technology just massively changed dating completely. Yeah. I mean, it's not even close to what it was like back then. Well, I was uh, having a conversation with an older radio friend of mine who's been doing it even longer than I have. And he was like, you remember when we used to successfully be able to do dating things on the radio and now you try it and you just get no reaction? He said, because everybody's got, you know, your grinder, your Tinder, your whatever <laughs> yeah. it might be that they're doing and or you online do dating. It, or you do it and you pair up the person that you do it for with a murderer. Yeah, and liability, that was another one, yeah. But you're right, though. In today's day and age, there's 30 million ways you can get laid. Yeah, exactly. There's It doesn't work anymore doing these uh, radio dating shows. Uh, a lot of stuff on the movie tip. Somebody said, yeah, having to rewind a VHS and getting that fine if you didn't. That was uh, <laughs> Be kind, rewind. Yeah. Uh, waiting for the TV Guide channel to scroll through to see what was on. It was the same way at the movie listings. Remember, you'd have to go find the newspaper to see what was playing at the local theater? That yep. seems so archaic to me. I love call, it. I would call movie phone and just sit there and listen. And that would suck because if someone's talking to you and you miss the first part of that, you're Shut like, up. hold on, I got to call them back now. <laughs> 
Somebody texted in and said, uh, you should have seen my 16-year-old when uh, they first saw a rotary phone. They're like, going, how do you text on that thing? <laughs> it's adorable. It's so cute, isn't it? <laughs> Gosh, it is just crazy to talk about all this kind of stuff that we used to have to deal with. Um, you remember when you wanted to go anywhere, how easy it is now with finding directions where before, and this isn't even that archaic, but even in the 90s, you would print out those directions where you go down and it would be like, all right, turn it, and you'd have like three sheets <laughs> yes. of directions to go anywhere. And it was so confusing on top of it. You're right. You'd have to look things up. The, the way you'd have to look them up is you have to call somebody. Hey, how do I get to your house, Virginia? And then write it down. Yes. Mm-hmm. Turn by turn. Write it down. Another problem we had in the 90s that don't exist today, taking a photo and then having to develop to see it later. And it was always that luck of the draw because you never know. Now, if you are at a landmark and you take a bad photo, you're like, okay, take another one. Do it again. And even then you could take multiples, but you still might have something jacked up in the photo. You don't realize, be like, okay, I need to reset, fix my hair, do whatever. (laughs) Oh my God, I blinked. Now Now you're guaranteed you're getting a good photo. Or at least the best you can take in that moment. You can't help it if you're ugly, but if you blink, you can fix it. Right. And back in the day, I remember so many photos you'd be going, that's never, I'm never going to be there again. And I've only got a terrible photo to show of it. Polaroid. (laughs) Yeah. It was some crazy stuff back in the 90s. So be lucky if you never had to live through it. Kevin, Virginia, and Jason. What odd thing do you have a strong opinion about? So we asked the question on the KBJ Show Facebook page, and here are the oddly strong opinions that you have. Still, people like Grant said, hot dog is a sandwich. <laughs> that fight goes on forever. It does. It's near and dear to our KBJ Nation. Yeah. Uh, one comment's getting the most likes so far. Balloon releases should be illegal. Yeah, now that we know how many of our creatures of land and sea eat these balloons and die, we need to do better. Mm, Do better. That's the word right there. Do better. Do better. Hashtag do better. I don't know if this counts or not, but I just, I don't know, it's been bothering me and I just want to get off my chest. Public water fountains are gross and disgusting. And I saw a little kid put his whole mouth over the the water spout part, just sucking out all the water, spit all on the main thing, and then people... Well, kids are gross. Kids are gross. And (laughs) so are water fountains. (laughs) So is water. Yeah, I don't know. I'm just, it's on my mind. I could probably crawl through a desert, and if I saw a water fountain, I'd be like, oh, good. Yeah, they have a little green algae on it. It was just so gnarly. (laughs) I'm all right. I'm all right. I'm okay. (laughs) Eating mac and cheese tastes better when using a spoon. I agree with that because you get more cheese on the bottom, and that's what it's all about. I know this is going to be controversial. Eating mac and cheese is best with condiments. Oh, really? Yep. Okay. I love mac and cheese with a barbecue sauce. You can get down a honey mustard. I've cooked mac and cheese with ketchup in the middle. When you cut it, it bleeds ketchup. Okay. How do you feel about this (laughs) oddly strong opinion? Because cheese goes with everything and potatoes goes with everything. Ergo, the greatest food on the planet is cheesy potatoes. It's one of my favorite. I ain't going to be, I ain't arguing. What do you think about that, Virginia? Cheesy potatoes, one of the best foods on planet Earth? It's too carby. Oh, Virginia wouldn't poop for a week. (laughs) I can't do, I mean, I'll have a couple bites, don't get me wrong. Cheesy potatoes are divine. But I can't sit down and have a whole meal. I can't. I don't know if you've ever... You probably haven't, Kevin. It's a damn shame. Mm-hmm. The 
the cheesy potatoes from Ruth Ruth Chris. Ruth Chris. Yes. Yeah, they do amazing sides. They oh, do. Yeah. It's really the good potatoes. Stuff. Their potatoes yeah. are amazing. Their cream spinach is to die for. I would just go yeah. to Ruth Chris just to drop $55. All on, sides. On, uh, just the potato part. You better bring more than 55 For the just for, for if I got three thingies of au gratin. I think three sides got to run you like 15 bucks a side. Plus tax and tip. Got to pay to play, baby. I know you're drinking, so you're going to get a beverage. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, all right. All right, what do you think about this oddly strong opinion? Prince's Raspberry Beret is the all-time greatest song about a hat. Yeah. Can you think of a better one? You can leave your hat on. How's that going? It's a... It's a, it's a Rhythm and blues song. But is that better than Raspberry Beret? Oh, please give us a taste. Just no. Can you sing I'm us something? Oh, I'll yeah, give you a Raspberry yeah. Beret if you do the other one, Virginia. <laughs> yeah, raspberry Beret, the kind you find in a secondhand store. Raspberry Beret. I love it. And if she was gone, I wouldn't care much more. Okay, you go, Virginia. Kevin's got me <laughs> dancing over here. Yeah. What do you got? You can leave your hat on. <laughs> You can leave your head on. There it's, you go. It's Joe Cocker, which, okay. by the way, has the best name ever in rock. Joe Cocker. <laughs> One person won this round, and it rhymes with Smedin. Did I make the point? Yeah, Kevin made the point. Best song about a hat. <laughs> yeah. Come with these B sides. Yeah. That song is great. Cocker yep. B sides. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Playing guitar on a minor chart hit in the '70s isn't an excuse to then dress like a pirate or gypsy for the rest of your life. Okay. I feel like they're talking about someone in Fleetwood Mac, maybe, or... Well, you got Fleetwood Mac, you got Johnny Depp that kind of does it, oh, you got Jeff but... Beck, you got a lot of those guys. The Rolling Stones, Keith Richards still dresses like a pirate. People always attacking the 70s. I know, I know, I, I knew you wouldn't like that one. Okay, what do you think about uh, this oddly strong opinion? In 20 years' time, Facebook is going to only be a massive list of death memorials nobody knew is joining. Oh, that's pretty funny. <laughs> I guess that is kind of true. I have a lot of Facebook pages of the dead. There it is. I don't have the heart to delete them as friends, but they're dead. Yeah. I knew it was going to hit eventually. You Sad. were talking about your dead mom in the seven. I made a joke. I think it worked. <laughs> Dead mom jokes always crush. They do. They make half the room uncomfortable, I've learned. <laughs> Only half of the people like them. <laughs> this oddly strong opinion says the surface temperature of the sun is nothing compared to the internal temperature of a Pop-Tart right out of the toaster. That, whatever that is, that stuff does get crazy hot. Lava jelly. It is lava jelly hot. What do you think about this opinion? Very few men actually want children. It's too much responsibility <laughs> for us. We just want to be teenagers for life. Kids just get in the way of our ridiculous hobbies. Look deep into the eyes of a man for the truth. That man's going through a midlife crisis, and he <laughs> wants out so bad. And he's got three kids. He hates all of them. And anytime he stares out a window, he just stares for a long period of time. He was also tricked into marriage. He didn't want that either. Never, yeah. n- never loved Look her. Look into his eyes. You can see the sadness. <laughs> you know, he never loved her. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, this one says, a midlife crisis is way easier when you're rich. 
Oh, <laughs> wait, just everything yeah, is. Everything is. I, th- th- that Midlife point, crisis, what? It's not even sad at that point. It's just awesome. No, it's Rumspringer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, what odd thing do you have a strong opinion about? You know what? Long-term relationships are actually easy. Here's a tip. Try actually liking the person you're with first. And for bonus points, try telling them every now and then that you like them. And it's a home run if you can actually show them that you like them, too. It's not that tough. Okay. All right. All right, cocky. Mm-hmm. Oh, you've got it all figured out. People change. Ever think about that? I'm going to go ahead and say it. I know it's going to ruffle some feathers, but seafood sucks. Oh. oh boom. How oh. dare you? Boom. Wow. You could take your crabs and stick it. Man, oh, man. <laughs> crabs would hurt if you stuck them. Is crabs your least favorite out of all of them? What? Crab is my most favorite. It's, it's working. Yeah. <laughs> it's working. I got, got her. I got her. I love crabs. Got her. <laughs> Thin crust is better than deep dish. It depends on my mood. Again, I, I'm i pisexual. I like it thick. I like it thin. Okay. It's always better thick. That's why I order both. I, that's I got really fat during the pandemic. You guys mm-hmm. didn't notice because we weren't doing events, and I was wearing a lot of stuff in here. I oh, was, we noticed. I you probably did. I was ordering the thick <laughs> and the thin on the reg every single day. I must have had Sicilian pizza nine days in a row, dude. We noticed, but we would never judge because we were going through it. I think people that put on weight during COVID are entitled to. Then I lost all my weight during like the back end of COVID. Then I gained it back when I got COVID. I don't know, y'all. I don't think it's COVID, bro. Damn, it's me. Oh, man. Damn you, COVID. I thought it was you. When you realize you're the problem. You can't blame that one on COVID, Virginia. So many food issues. You a yo-yo bitch long before COVID. Oh, yeah. I was doing it way before Oprah. Yeah. (laughs) It's KVJ. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. My Irish accent is atrocious. It's terrible. Is it worse than mine? It's. They're both bad, but yeah, it might be. I mean, I don't know. They're both terrible. I was even like uh, trying to like uh, brush up and watch a crash course how to do an Irish accent video a second ago. Okay. Hey, top of the morning to you. G- give us a taste of it. It's a little bit of your eyes, and the, it, uh, you talk like this, and you say, "Yeah, we're going to have a a, a great time, mate." You are turning Australian slash British, mate. Terrible. It's brutal. Terrible. <laughs> you got to go a little bit more, more like this. Oh, yes. Oh, oh okay. Very, almost more of a curious. Uh, Is that oh. it? You got to put a little bit of this put, in it? Put some curiosity into your voice, <laughs> me, mate. <laughs> okay, we're going to call a real Irish pub over in Ireland. Now, keep in mind, they're way ahead of us. People are going, ain't nobody going to answer at 8.30 in the morning. Yes, the time zones are not the same all over the globe. Um, (laughs) So in Ireland, it is a lot later. So they would be in their drinking hours. But 8.30 a.m. might be drinking hours there. I don't know. We're Gary and Larry McStream, the McStream brothers. The McStream brothers. We're coming out to go for a little snog. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, there's terms we got here. Yeah, uh, you you sent these to me. There's some really great terms. In fact, you could use these for St. Patrick's Day. Um, if you want to go out drinking, that's on the lash. We're going to go out on the lash. See, that sounds great, right, Virginia? 
Yeah, Kevin, it sounds great. Uh, uh, you know, Virginia, Virginia's just acting the maggot. She's just acting the magnet, maggot. What? <laughs> What's acting the maggot or magnet? Magnet. She, she's a jerk. She's just a grade A jerk. Okay. You guys are spending all your good material. Be careful. <laughs> no, we're, well, no. I, I kind of want people to know. So when I throw these out, here, here are some of the terms that I really like. Um, if you're drunk, you're langered. What? Langered. What's langered? You're drunk. You're drunk? You're drunk, you're drunk my matey. Okay. Yeah. If you're on the booger sugar, the disco dust, the cocaine, they call that funny flower. Funny flower. Okay. Yeah. All right. Oh, my boy's got a little bit of funny flower. Oh, one of these brothers is definitely loving the funny flower. I think it might be me. <laughs> oh, you're so quick. I'm on the funny flower. <laughs> One term you probably know for a fool is wanker. You can also use stuck or divvy for anybody that's kind of like silly or dumb or an idiot. Snog is a kiss, Virginia. Okay. So if somebody comes up and be like, would you like to snog? Then don't do it unless you want to kiss them. Any pointers for me and Kevin that you notice that, that, that can help us? Do we need to slow it down? Do we need to... Or a little more Irish. Zero pointers because what makes you awesome is that you're awful. Oh, terrible. <laughs> now, our goal is we're going to try to call as Larry and Gary McStream. <laughs> oh, McStream brothers. <laughs> the McStream brothers. It lasts 60 seconds without getting called out for being dumb Americans. <laughs> will we make it? I think we win it. Okay, Denny's is uh, calling up an Irish uh, pub here. I will uh, set the clock to go here uh, from the second they pick up. Uh, Jaybird, I'll let you uh, start and I'll uh, jump in. Okay. I'll, okay. I'll, I'll hit her with a, you know, just a, a greeting, if you shall. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Uh, Denny's is uh, getting through to uh, Ireland right now. He's going to put them on hold. We're calling just uh, an Irish pub. Here we go. Hello, how can I help you? On top of the morning, my lady. Just looking to get a little langered. Can you repeat, please? Oh, yes, hello. I, this is uh, Larry and Gary McStream. We're uh, calling up because we're looking to get a little on the lash today. And uh, wanted okay. to be, Yes, I uh, want to make sure you're open. We are. Oh, Absolutely, yes. Very good. Uh, we pro- the crest, it's the craziest weekend of the year. Of course we are open. Okay, because uh, I'm sure you got people act, acting the maggot, I'm sure, I'm sure, yes. Huh. Right, um, yes. Uh, so do you have any drink specials going on today? Well, the most special is always Guinness, no? Oh, the Guinness, oh, I, I can I can get drunk like a blind cobbler's thumb. Get a little languid, you can, Gary. Oh, don't act like that maggot. Uh, do you, uh, anybody there have any of the funny flour? <laughs> the cocaine, huh? Hello? 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 I really can't hear you that good. It's the McStream brothers. <laughs> do you know Le- Do you know the McStreams? No. It's Gary and Larry. We did it! You did We did <laughs> just the McStream brothers. McStream brothers did yes. 62 seconds. You did it! Yes. Yeah! See? She was so accommodating. <laughs> She was so nice. I want to go to Ireland to that exact pub as Larry and Gary McStream. And get so snuggled. Hey, you hung up on this, right? <laughs> that's just good. That's just good, clean fun. Oh, man. Oh, man. I really got to work on that. I got till Sunday to try to get this thing down. Someone wants to know, why did we sound like we were from Middle East? <laughs> I went through eight different accents. 
Oh, just absolutely terrible. I think you guys nailed it. <laughs> it's awesome. Oh, my goodness. Well, if uh, you're going to be going out to get snogged this weekend, they say that uh, a lot of people are going to be getting uh, the injuries happening from drinking a little excessively. It does happen a good bit on St. Patrick's Day. The study found that the average drunken injury happens after about eight drinks for guys and about six for women. Okay, okay. I could see that. Yes. And... Um, 23% of us have started a drunken fight before. Yeah, definitely. What do you think the number one reason is when they were asked later, why did you start a drunken fight? What do you think the number one reason is? Somebody bumped into you. That's a good guess, yes. What somebody you th- cut you off. Oh, somebody like, what, are you driving? Why are you driving? No, like, <laughs> told you you couldn't have any more to drink. Oh, okay, sorry. <laughs> you know I don't drive. No, but it just sounded weird. I drive terrible sober. Okay, right. Certainly not going to drive and drink. Okay. <laughs> uh, no, the number one reason why people start a fight is, I don't remember. <laughs> See, that just shows you. Yes. The KVJ Show. What is the unusual rule that your HOA has? What do you have? I got an HOA. They got all kinds of crazy rules. A lot of it's about parking and what vehicles you can have and parking on the street, all that kind of stuff. They dictate the kind of house color that you got, flags, all kinds of stuff. Uh, Marie said that my HOA will not allow us to have a welcome mat outside our door. What? That's so dumb. <laughs> Come on now. You can't show someone in her neighborhood that they're welcome. How are you supposed to wipe your feet? I don't know. Not on a welcome <laughs> mat. What probably happened was somebody got a marijuana welcome mat or a goofy welcome mat and someone complained. You know how it goes. That's so dumb. The dumbest crap. Yeah, it's really kind of crazy. Yeah, go figure. Olya said, uh, yeah, we're only allowed to have a wreath on our door during the holidays. Any other time, they'll come and tell you to take it down. So that's the only time you're allowed to have any kind of wreath is during the holidays. DJ said, if your neighbor has a blue house or the person across the street has a blue one, then you can't have a blue house. You can or you can't? Cannot. <laughs> so They've got a limit on how many blue houses. They don't want more. So they, they want to maintain variety. So it's, it's kind of dibs in a sense. What they're saying. So if somebody else has got the uh, blue house, then they've called dibs on it. But what happens if you have a red house? Same rule? I would imagine one so, yeah. can have a re- It's probably one of those neighborhoods, I've seen that, where they do have uh, multicolored houses kind of all through it. They've done that so they don't look like one of those box cutter neighborhoods. But then just to make sure that everybody doesn't start doing the same color, they've got rules on, okay, nope, sorry. You've got to have a spatial relationship to the same colors on your street. When I bought my house, it was blue, so when we repainted it, I just painted it blue. Uh-huh. But now, there's like new rules, and I think they're eliminating blue from the allowed palette. Really? So if I go to repaint again, I gotta pick a new color besides blue. I'm so pumped. If I want to do polka dots, I can do that. I can, I can put polka dots on my, on my house if I want to. It's so stupid that they care about the dumbest things. Mm-hmm. I could give a crap what you do with your house. Yeah, your house, your party, your problem, not mine. Jonathan said uh, with his HOA, nobody over the age of 10 is allowed in public without wearing a shirt. The pool is the only exception. <laughs> Wait, what? Yeah. It, so a guy can't jog shirtless? No, apparently not. You can't be outside <laughs> your house shirtless if oh, you're over the age of 10. That's no fun. How can they? How can they make that rule? That's not a law. So how can they? I don't understand that. 
I've never heard that. How can they make that even a thing? Just because you're the HOA right. doesn't mean you can break the law. That doesn't even seem right to me. I saw a girl wrote that she left her shoes on the porch because they were wet. Yeah. And the HOA fined her because she had shoes on her porch. And that just shows <laughs> you all they're doing is going around each unit every mm. day just looking, just yeah. smearing, trying to find something. Mm-hmm. That's what these people do. That's their existence. I told you about the one guy where we used to li- uh, live at the townhouse as I was walking out going to work. He was underneath Denny's car taking, I swear to you, no short of 50 pictures of his entire car because yeah. it was leaking water. Right. He, he would do it all the time. That's what they do. Get a life. Get a life. Erica said, we can't have overnight guests unless pre-screened and pre-approved. Maximum of two nights once per year. What? <laughs> I can't even believe that. There's it's an your HOA house. that has that? <laughs> That's you ridiculous. Regulate your overnight guests? What is this, a college dorm? That is so stupid. Yeah, a lot of times where there's play. If you have a truck and it's past twelve o'clock midnight, yeah, you have to think about moving your truck and leaving because they send tow truck out there just to tow trucks out there. Yeah, it's so annoying. I know our HOA. I uh, you can't have trucks. <laughs> it's ours. so outdated. Yeah, because well, that used to be like back in the day when trucks were all just work trucks. Right, but that's not the case anymore. You've got luxury. F- high-end, beautiful trucks. And those aren't even allowed because the HOA is run by dinosaurs who are old and retired and have nothing better to do than to sit around and make rules for young people that are stupid and out of date. The tow truck drivers, too, that go around, they're... Oh, they love it. They love it. They're not always the nicest either. But just know, they're all on the take. Yeah. At my old apartment, the manager of the apartment used to call the tow truck guy, and he would come and tow your truck and give her 20 bucks for each car. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. It's a racket. Bitch was on the take. Then you go to pick up your tow truck or your, your truck from the tow truck place, and that's not a great experience either. No, it is not. <laughs> Kristen said our garage can't be open unless we are actively walking in or out of it. Otherwise, it's got to be closed at all times. And and HOA people wonder why people don't like them. I just mean, just don't wonder. It's so controlling. It's just so mm-hmm. mad with power. It's like, how, how would you ever have the balls to tell somebody they can't leave their garage open? What if they're doing a project all day where they're in and out of the garage? You know what it reminds, <laughs> it reminds me of? A micromanaging manager. Totally. I mean, you, everyone knows you need some rules to have a little bit of law and order, but mm. when you go too far, when you can't have guests over, and you can't, you got to keep your garage door closed, or your shoes can't be out by your door, it's too much. Damaris said, we cannot park our vehicles with the front of the car facing out. You can't back your car in. Why? <laughs> like, HOA rules. Uh, what yeah, happens yeah, if you yeah. do? What, it, it, the, the value of the house goes down? <laughs> they, well, they fine you. They'll come give you a warning and then eventually fine you if you don't. Mad have... with power. But what's yeah. the... Old people mad with power that have no job, no career, no focus. So this is what they have to put their attention on because they have nothing else going on in their lives. I would love an HOA person to explain to us why you have to back in your car. What's the reasoning behind that? Because yeah. young people like to back in. Yeah, well, why, it's so flashy. Why are you not allowed to do that? It's so flashy. I, I don't. I mean, I don't get it. And Jacqueline said we're only allowed to have one pet, one pet per house. I guess they don't want crazy cat ladies in their neighborhood. So there you go. KVJ. 
So maybe you made a resolution to go back to the gym, but then you realize that the gym is not for you. You know there is another option. Busy Body Gyms to Go can help you get the same kind of gym equipment that you see there right in your own home. And they deliver and they do the maintenance and you get the same name brands that they got in the regular gym. Life Fitness, Matrix, Stairmaster, Precore, they got it all. Treadmills, Stairmasters, Ellipticals. You could have that right in your own home and all you have to do is go online, gyms2go.com, G-Y-M-S-T-O-G-O.com or call 877 Gym to go. Okay, so which games are more skill? Which games are more luck? Now, this is only opinion based. It's a YouGov survey asking people, but I know in my family, we have tried to start weeding out some of the card games that are a little bit more luck based versus skill based because we want an actual challenge that's going on here. And uh, of course, Cannon, he's fighting for the games that are basically just, uh, you know, luck based. Where you kind of like flip a card over and whatever you get, you get. <laughs> it's it's the kid's version of skill. He's got more of a shot. Yes, and so he wins more <laughs> frequently at that game. And so right. I get what he's saying because he's like, I win in that game more often. He'll never win at the skill. Yeah. Not against you. Because as... you love to step on the dreams of children. Absolutely. I, I love <laughs> to keep him in his place. <laughs> and so they went through and they asked on a bunch of different games, uh, which were more of skill, which were more of luck. And some of these I definitely agree with. Like when they went with chess to me i don't even think you can argue that is a game of skill yes. i'm sorry like you yeah. can put me against a, a grandmaster champion and he's going to take me out in like three moves so without a doubt that is skill and 82 percent of people agreed only four percent said it's a game of luck and i don't even see how you could argue that they're dumb i don't think you know chess <laughs> uh checkers they say is 77 percent skill it is skill mm-hmm. not as skillful as chess they say but still you got to kind of know what you're doing. It's strategy and everything else that goes into I'd it. I'd love to do a KVJ checkers tournament. You won't do it. You're screwed. I think you'd probably win it. I don't know that I'm that good. I play every now and then when I go to Cracker Barrel, and that's about that's it. it. I played at Cracker Barrel yeah. the last time I played. I was teaching Mags how to play at Cracker Barrel. But I have to I have to try to be like, okay, how do you play this again? Like, <laughs> I always, I, I love chess. It's yeah. so fun. Yeah. It's a fun game. A lot of times I forget. Poker, they say 54% of it is skill, 28% is luck. 54 plus 28. Where's the other percentage? I think it's just the other people are like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what poker is. I've never heard of it. There's skill to poker. There's all kinds of skill you have to do. But don't you get cards out the deck and you don't know what you're going to get? It, yeah, it seems about right, though. But, you know, 54% of it, you can still maneuver yourself. Like, I could get a great hand and I could play somebody that's really good at poker and they probably would still beat me because I wouldn't even know what I'm doing. Right. But yeah, if you do get a great hand and you somewhat know, then you're, you know, it's so it's you get a ha- great hand and then you start clapping. Oh, my hand's great! Yes, <laughs> it's it's really skill and luck that one, but mm-hmm. I think still more skill. It is fifty four percent skill, twenty eight percent luck when it comes to poker. Connect four, forty nine percent say skill, twenty one percent say luck, and my son and I, when we start playing Connect Four a good bit more. And as I kind of got into it, the more I played, the more I realized there is a definite strategy that helps put your opponent in a worse position. It's not just luck of where you drop stuff. There is a definite strategy to connect for. So I would put it higher than 49% skill. I want Ralston bad. 
I want you bad when it comes to Connect Four. Oh, I can taste okay. it. Yeah, you beat your kid a lot, but he's your kid. Can you beat the bird? I don't know. Yeah, I got to bring that in here. We need to have that out. I'll put anything on the line. Yeah. I don't know if you should say that in this room. Bring it, Ralston. I want the fight. You do. I okay. need it. All right. He's putting everything on it. The game of Clue. They say it's 46% skill, 23% luck. <laughs> I love Clue. I do. I mean, Clue's one of the ones you have to explain it to me again. I always forget. Clue is like, it's it's all these different rooms, and you got to figure out who did it, in what room, with what weapon. Was it Colonel Mustard I feel like in it's the all, billiard room? It's always Colonel Mustard, I feel like. It's the only name I know. That's it's why I Professor say that. Plum a lot, too. Is it Plum? <laughs> They say Monopoly is 42% skill, 46% luck. Disagree. It's more skill than luck. Think so? Yeah, it really is. Okay. Blackjack. They say it's 35% skill, 44% luck. Is that Texas? <laughs> what is it? Say it. Texas Hold'em. I remember. Texas Hold'em. Is it Texas Hold'em? Blackjack is 21 where, yeah, you have the cards. So, no. No, you're wrong, but yes. <laughs> okay. You can't say the name, and you're wrong about the game. I love the game I can't say, though. Denny's taught me Texas Hold'em. And I De- think that's a form of poker, that's isn't poker. it? That's mm-hmm. poker. Okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. What you said. <laughs> I just know it's fun. <laughs> Uno, 26% say it's skill, 52% say it's luck. A lot, of, a lot of luck in Uno. We did a lot of Uno in our house. Rocco loves Uno. Would you say it's more skill or luck? I mean, yeah, it's probably more luck. Okay. The cards you get. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then cards against humanity. 15% say it's skill. 19% say it's luck. That obviously, a lot of people don't have an opinion. They don't have risk on that one, huh? No, I didn't see risk. And you, what do you think that is? More... Skill or luck? Skill, baby. Skill? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, I know another one they didn't have. Stratego is one I liked, and it's got strategy in it. Yeah, to me, I think that's all skill. I don't know if I've ever played Stratego. Are you able to explain it to me in five seconds or less? Nope. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Let's move along. That only took one. (laughs) See how efficient I am? The KVJ Show. Well, welcome to the show here, Rob. Now, we always love talking about Matchbox 20 because we claim you guys as one of the greatest bands that's ever come out of our great state of Florida. I know back in the day, you guys uh, started the whole thing off in Orlando, and Mm -hmm. so we get to claim you. Tell me a little bit about, uh, with Matchbox 20, you guys are coming back full force here. This is going to be the band's first single in 10 years yeah, yeah, I mean, you know, we were um, we put out a North in 2012. Mm-hmm. And I think because you know we're we're a touring band, so when we put out that record, then we toured for like a year and a half all over the world, and then we take a little break. Then I was in the studio, I made a solo record, then I toured that solo record. Then right. Matchbox 20 went on tour with no record just for our 20th anniversary, and mm-hmm. we went out with Counting Crows that year, um, and then I went out the next year, and then then at I was on the road like right at the end of 2019, right when everything going into 2020, when everything got shut down for three years. So wow. like we always like we've all been working and writing and doing things. Mm-hmm. It's just that we were supposed to get back together a few years before we did. Right. So everything's just kind of been on pause like yeah. the rest of the world. But, you know, we weren't going to make a record. We were just going to tour and maybe just release singles every now and then. Mm-hmm. But because of this, all this extra time and we're always writing, it was just like, you know, maybe it was it was just felt like the right thing to do to put together a proper album again. I got a quick question for you, Rob. How, yeah. how long 
when you do writing, is that an everyday kind of a thing or do you kind of space all that out? I mean, it mostly is an everyday kind of thing. I think I go through these periods where at the end of an, of an album cycle, when, when all the songs are written for an album and you go into the recording of it and, you're, and, you know, and the promotion of it, there's like maybe a two month period where I'm not writing as much. I just feel kind of like I give my head a break and I go out and like live some stuff to write about. But most of the time, it's just, it's something that you do every day. Like you, you write a little bit every day. You, and then one day you write something that you really, really like. Like, I feel like I write no, like this, it might be an exaggeration, but only on the low end that like, if I write a record, by the time I write that record, I've probably written two other records of, of material that I, that just don't make it that, I, that, you know, I, you just because you have to just you have the only way out is through so you have to write and write and write and then i'll write like three songs and then i'll write one song and go like this is this is the one i want to start with like this is i want everything that to, has to be as good as this song now and then you you know you keep trying to raise the bar you've had some great collaborations uh one of the biggest songs uh all time is the one you did with uh, santana i saw that you've actually uh collaborated willie nelson is one even mick jagger yeah yeah me collaborations and I with yeah, I did some stuff with Mick Jagger um, and uh, me and Willie. I wrote like three songs for Willie uh, Nelson. I was in one of his one of his videos. It's like an all time high for me. Uh, <laughs> I wrote a song for Seal. Unintended. I've uh, I've written a song for Mary J. Blige and Music Soul Child. Yeah. Um, I, uh, and uh, Travis Tritt. I've done like I've, I've managed to, you know, kind of like spread it out to a bunch of different people and be able to work with a lot of really talented people. Do you have a person right now in, in music that you find is just there just on the creative cusp, you'd be like, I would love to just maybe sit and work and work a song out with them. I know there's this new kid. Have you heard of this, this John Mayer? I think it's Mayer. <laughs> we love him. Oh, I think that kid is going places. I really feel, I feel there's strong, strong vibes from him. So good. He plays guitar too. He's not just a writer. I don't know if you knew that. He's not bad at the guitar. <laughs> Maxbox 20 has got a brand new album. The single is going to be the first in 10 years. The album Where the Light Goes is going to be coming out on May 26. You guys got to be touring and following up on that and coming back to South Florida. You're going to be at the I Think Financial Amphitheater, the big dog here, coming up on July 7th. So you have picked uh, a really great swampy time. I'd wear some light fitting clothing. Uh, hey, uh, listen, I, I grew up in Florida, so I, I know it well. I, uh, I, have an, I have an entire different Florida wardrobe for when we play outdoor venues. <laughs> I can it's, just, it's, just, it's just a loincloth and a do-rag. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's perfect, man. Well, thanks for jumping on with us. We're going to check out the brand new single, Wild Dogs Running in a Slow Dream. Rob, what would you like to tell us about this single, how it came together? I know that you and your wife have a passion for dogs. Does this have anything to do with the song? Yeah, no, it's funny. It's, it's funny because people associate me with dogs so much. Uh, but this is, you know, about when I was, when I, like when I was a kid, I was, I was kind of an outcast at first, like in high school. I didn't really find a place where I fit in. I kind of felt like I was an oddball. And there's something about being that oddball kid when you finally meet another group of oddballs and you realize that that you do have a family you know like and, and when i'm like when i for me it was it was those kids around the other side of the school probably smoking cigarettes on the, by the wall you know they were like the they were the punk kids yeah. and the alt kids but they were the ones and you know there's a there's a line with the wild dogs you know saying you know come on over let you know let's go let's go and uh and that's kind of like a literal thing of like me you know being young and your friends coming and beating on your window at two o'clock in the morning like come on let's go make some bad decisions like finding <laughs> that family like finding that family was everything to me so uh you know and then that family became 
meeting a bunch of other musicians and and then this became my you know my misfit group of toys you know like when you when you just finally you finally figure out where you belong that's very cool the kvj show i am a sucker for a good old fun fact i don't know why i just like mindless information so we asked you on the kvj show facebook page what is a go-to fun fact that you know you had to pull something out what would it be Ted Bundy saved a little girl from drowning when he was younger. Yeah, okay. That's a fun fact. Uh, Big Bird was almost on the the Challenger that exploded. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, They think that the people that were in the Challenger were alive when they hit the water. Oh, that's... You you got a lot of morbid facts. Busy Bone (laughs) from Bone Thugs and Harmony was kidnapped as a kid. Yeah. And John Walsh from America's Most Wanted helped save him and bring him back to home. No way. Yeah. Okay. See, Burge is littered with a bunch of uh, useless information over here, Virginia. I Mm. love it, though. I love a good old fun fact. I love that any of those are fun. They all they all were kind of dark. Yeah, they were really dark. In fact, um, you know what? I got a segment coming up next called Unfun Facts. We'll, uh, <laughs> we'll save yours for that. Yeah. I'm very excited for you. Yeah. <laughs> I think you're more of an unfun fact guy. <laughs> the facts that we got that were fun because we did get some that were fun, some that were dark. So we got a little bit of both. I'll start off with the fun. We'll go unfun next. <laughs> Uh, somebody said uh, M&M's were originally invented for troops overseas in World War II to be able to eat uh, as they were traveling, and they wouldn't melt during their journey. That's why huh. they had the candy coating on them. Huh. Made during World War II. They do melt, by the way, if you leave them in your car. Sorry. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, this f- f- Florida heat? Mm-hmm. Uh, they just, they're going to melt. There's not, like, they're not impervious to heat. Do you know ants outnumber humans one million to one? If they decided to get organized and turn on us. Crazy. Look do, out. Do, do they have a shot against taking us over? If they yeah, all, fire ants. Yeah, no doubt. If they all got on the yeah. same page and said, we're making our move today. Move on the humans. Let's get the humans now. Because yeah. it would be tough to get those little suckers. That'd be crazy. I wouldn't want to find out. That'd be that. No. Actually, and they've never done a horror movie based on ants turning us. They do birds and yeah. other things like that. But not that. Space is only 62 miles away. Did you know that? So if you wanted to drive to space and you could, 62 Damn. miles it would say on that sign as you're driving It's up. like driving to Miami. That is weird. Yeah. Kind of crazy, huh? I want to argue that, but I'm too dumb to know. So, all right, cool. At least you're self-aware. <laughs> that just seems so low, doesn't that seem... 62 miles. Yeah, yeah. it does. It's, it's like from the, uh, if you're at the southernmost point, getting to Cuba. Yeah. That's like going to space. It's, That's the equivalent. It's, it's blowing my mind, Ralston. Yeah, look out. That's what I'm all here for. Do you know a group of chipmunks is called a scurry? Huh. No. A gang of chipmunks, and that's terrifying, isn't it? We don't have as, as many chipmunks as I wish we did down here in Florida. We got a lot of squirrels. We have the low-budget chipmunk, the squirrel, and they have become organized, and they are aggressive. Yeah. And they are a bit criminal. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know 40 is the only number where the letters that spell it out are in alphabetical order? Wait, say this again. 40 <laughs> is the only number where the letters that spell it out are in alphabetical order. F comes before O, before R, T, and Y. It's the only number where the letters spell it out in alphabetical order. 40, F-O-R-T-Y. You look perplexed. No, I'm just... It's uh, like his, did you see his face? It's like it froze. <laughs> I thought there was a U in 40. <laughs> There's not. You hired it. Four, 
Like the number has F O U R. I've been spelling it wrong all this time. Man, this is not a good segment for you or me. <laughs> <laughs> this is kind of, Danny's. Can you edit this out? I don't, I don't know. I'm confused. <laughs> You guys can walk out if you want. <laughs> no, I'm having such great fun. That's the thing. <laughs> there's, there's, there's bliss and ignorance. Okay. One is the only number with letters in reverse alphabetical order. Oh, oh that's oh, let's not do that. Okay, that, that, that. You just okay. broke my brain. <laughs> I, I too can't. Much. That was too much. I'm tapping yeah, out. That was too far. You're right. That was too far. <laughs> I do love these facts, and none of them are all dark yet. Yeah, like I said, those are coming up. Okay. Your segment's next. <laughs> Jaybird's unfun facts. I'm sure you have a few more to drop on us. You know, there is a word that you can type on the top letter row of a standard keyboard, and the only word that you can type, typewriter. It's kind of ironic, right? Oh. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. Do you know that TASER is an acronym? It stands for Thomas A. Swift's Electric Rifle. Whoa. Okay. Did you know my name is in the calendar? The the months. It is. Yeah. How's that? J A S O N. Is that wait, <laughs> never mind. I gotta shut up. Never mind. What? <laughs> Did you just struggle to spell your name? <laughs> wow. He looked at me halfway oh, through. The last segment wasn't a good idea. This segment might have been a worse idea. Is somebody pumping Xanax through the air conditioning? Dude, we are not doing well. Did I not explain that right? You can spell Jason. Yeah, like July. Thank you. All right. August, September, October, November. I knew I wasn't losing my mind. Yeah, but it just, it just didn't sound right. Your brain's doing some buffering right now. <laughs> How about that? Who would have known? Do you know that when Michael Jackson's hair lit on fire during that Pepsi commercial shoot, that was the exact midpoint of his life? Wow. Yeah, right? Mm-hmm. He was 25. And that was the exact moment, midpoint of his life. They he, say that was the beginning of the downward spiral and all yeah, the addictions. Right. was from the pain of the burn. Yeah, right. In the first half of his life. Imagine if that uh, commercial didn't happen. We probably still have them today out there yeah, walking. I maybe. Wonder, yeah, I wonder if that probably helped Pepsi sales, though, right? It was all over the place. Yeah, I'd imagine, even though it was awful, they probably they probably saw a tick. A, it's got a big name behind yeah. it, mm-hmm. and you feel bad for them. Yeah, I'm sure the endorsement with Michael Jackson did help him out. Do you know Twister was the first movie released to DVD? Very first. <gasps> Y'all, Twister's kind of, I lo- don't get me wrong, I love it, but it's pretty corny and cheesy. It's good. Yeah. When's the last time you've seen Twister? It is. There's some cheesy moments in that thing. When they strap themselves to that pipe in the barn and there's all these rakes and knives and pitchforks flying by them, but none, not one grazes them. Yeah. <laughs> Bill Paxton's a little over the top, a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he is. And did you know, a fun fact, if you're driving 60 miles per hour and you sneeze, your eyes are closed for 50 feet. Huh. Yeah. Do you ever hear the fun fact when you sneeze, you mm-hmm. die temporarily? Have you ever heard that? I don't believe it. <laughs> Neither have I. I've, I really have heard that, though. You, you're dead? You, you, temp, you, you die for a second. You die? I'm not saying that it's real, but I have heard that rumor before. Yeah, okay. Well, you, you, never heard, you guys have never heard that? When you sneeze, you temporarily die for a second? 
No. That's never even been... Right. I heard like your heart skips a beat or something, but never that you're dead. He's still kind of bringing an unfun, morbid fact. <laughs> <laughs> this hasn't been a very good segment for me. KVJ. You love your movies, you partner up with a member of the KBJ Show. We give you clues to movies without using the characters' names, the actors' names, or the words from the title of the movie. Whoever can get the most in 60 seconds is going to be our winner here today. Bird, we got to get with it, man. I've been tanking here the last couple weeks. It's been annoying to see the witch do so much winning, but i got to give her credit. She has been taking the belt a little bit more seriously. I do see her pe- peeking it out there, peeping it out there, I should say. Uh, and peacocking it. Both. Yeah, I get my words jumbled. But yeah, she's, she's doing the work, and I respect that. <laughs> All right, uh, here we go. Virginia's going to be starting things off here. We've got Jen in Palm City to partner up with you. Hello, Jen. Good morning. Good morning. Jen. Mm-hmm. Okay, Jen, we got uh, Virginia here to partner with you. 60 seconds on the clock in the No Name movie game, and your time begins now. Pass. A pass. Uh, he came in every day, started the show by putting on a sweater and sneakers, and it was the beginning of the song. Oh, Mr. Rogers. It's the beginning of the song. Mr. Rogers neighborhood. It's the beginning of the song that they Welcome sang. Why don't you be my neighbor? No, Pat. Uh, okay, he comes Please over. He works for Xfinity. He comes over to your house. He's the what? The cable guy. Yes. Uh, it's not the front piece of glass that you look through. It's the back one called what in your car? Rear, rear window. Yes, good. It's a, one more than a hundred, and they're little spotted dogs. hundred and one Dalmatians. Good. Uh, it's, a, it's a pot movie. Oh, bro, I'm so uh, <laughs> bewildered and freaked out. Where's my car? Uh, no, pass on that one. That's hard. Uh, pass on that one. She got it. Uh, oh, she got it. Uh, she goes into the TV. The TV eats the little girl. Oh, my gosh. It's an 80s horror movie. Poltergeist. After the buzzer, you got it, though. Okay, I got a four spot on that. Solid effort, Jen. Yeah. Is it enough to win the tournament? I don't know. She was good. Okay, let's see if Julie can be better here from Port St. Lucie. Hello, Julie. Good morning. Good morning. Are you ready to do this? I'm ready. Okay, let's beat four here. We got 60 seconds to do it. Our time begins now. Okay, he's a robot in space. Robot it, it's in something space. you. It's, Wally? Yep. Uh, you gamble here. What's the place where you gamble? You want to go to the Hard Rock Hotel? Yep. Yeah. Uh, it's. You're having it for Papa's, but this is the one for. It's, what's Father's the, Day? What's the opposite? Mother's Day? Yes. Um, he has, he's a kid on a rug. They got the lamp. He rubs it. It's a cartoon. Aladdin. Yes. Um, it's the opposite of wrong and it's the opposite of misses. Opposite of misses. Opposite of wrong. Mr. Wrong. Mr. Wrong. No. Opposite of that. Opposite of wrong is what? Right. Let's put it together. Mr. Right, Mister, Mister Right. Okay, pass. All right, they're they're children that. Okay. Oh wow! 
Wow. Five spots. You got a five. Wow. Look okay. at you. Kevin's just happy because there's probably not going to be a tie. <laughs> okay. All right. Nice job there, Julie. A little hiccup, but we made it. <laughs> hard. Good heavens. Wow. All right. Okay. All right. We got uh, Aaron on here from Jupiter. Hello, Aaron. Good morning. Yeah, Aaron. Where are my birdies at? Quick <laughs> okay. All right, you got this? Are you wearing swim trunks, Bird? I am. Interesting. Yeah. I, they're, they're quite comfortable. <laughs> Let's all, get wet. They're also my plus-size pants. Oh, oh God. Oh, oh, damn. They got a little spandex stretch in them. Yeah, I can breathe a little easier, you know? <laughs> I didn't realize I got fat shame before my round. <laughs> Sorry, Lane Bryant. I didn't mean to. Don't let that affect you. <laughs> Thanks, Danny. Okay, Bird, you beat five, you get the win. <laughs> All right. Uh, I mean, she is so evil. I'm right. <laughs> I didn't know they were your fat pants. I just thought it was funny you were wearing swim trunks. Okay, here we go. 60 seconds <laughs> is on the clock. Your time begins now. Phone home. Phone home. <laughs> phone home. Alien. Easy. Yes. Uh. <laughs> Old school dinosaur, uh, cave people, uh, 70s space weird oddities. Eh, pass. Uh, uh, the opposite of the heat numbers. Uh, think about all the uh, uh, cold glaciers and all the, all the, the pass. Uh, you, you go here to get your car fixed. This person fixes it. The mechanic. Yes. Uh, uh, I'm going to do a form of karate, and then I'm going to be like Pete Rose. Put it together. That's a terrible clue. Pass. Uh, <laughs> you put this out in a field of corn, and birds are afraid. Yes. Uh, I'm afraid when it gets very nighttimey out. I would be what? A kid that's af- afraid of that would be... And by the dark, you're so close, but it's solitude. Uh, if you are uh, afraid of the dark, alone oh, oh. in the dark. Oh, okay. All right, <laughs> three uh, spots. Oh, Got three spot on that. Dang it. Okay. Third place. Yeah. Third place. Okay. Michael Phelps. <laughs> that was Kung Fu Hustle and Ice Age. Oh, and, uh, okay. and alone in the dark for the final. Kevin, congratulations. Here's the bell. Honestly, man, Yay. congratulations. Yeah. A loss for the witch yeah, is a win right. for the bird. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> Very nice there, Julie. Good job. I dare you to rock that thing Woo! at church this weekend. Oh, yeah. That, that looked nice. It would make me the... I would never ask you of anything ever again if you wore that That's shirt. That's a never lie. Again. That's all it takes? I'll, re- I'll remember that. I'll play this back. That's a lie. I'll be a photo of me with this... Rickety old belt in church, and I beg never again, bird. You gotta wear it around your waist, though. Like you I are will. the champ. I will. Yeah. You, you walk down that pew and you I'll, own that. I'll pew. take a photo and I'll keep the audio. The next time you ever ask anything, you're big. Remember nope. what you said? Nope. <laughs> I'm also a hypocrite. <laughs> <laughs> you had your one. You got the request. That's it. My KVJ show. This could save your life. There's all kinds of information that we should have that could save us in different situations. And if you don't know, you could become a victim or you just might not have the information that could save you or somebody you love. Here's some safety tips that everybody should know discussed on Reddit. Some of these are really good even for South Florida. One that we kind of all learned from the story about the death of Bob Saget, head injuries can take hours to manifest. So if you have a big old hit to the head, even if you think it's minor, 
if you wait, it may already be too late once you start showing symptoms. I hate this. I hit my head all the time, and now every little bump, I'm going to go, am I waiting too long? It's going to create anxiety, a panic attack, and then it's going to create a whole set of different problems. But if it saves your life, then I think it's ultimately good, right? Yeah, but if you're on your fifth hospital visit, like, dude, you're fine. That'll be another $1,000. So you're, you're, you think you hit your head a lot more than the average person? I hit my head. Yeah. I do. Yeah. I take, but I think I take more chances than the average person. Yeah, you do. So, you, you're, you live so. on the edge. There's no doubt about it. So, yeah. You know. I would say if I could just, and I love just throwing out random numbers, I would guess that you take 65% more shots to the head than the average American. I, I would agree with that. That's a safe number. 65%. At least. Higher, yeah. At least. You might at be least, low yeah. volume. I might be. Yeah, I, I go conservative sometimes with these numbers, but I feel like it's at least 65%. Again, though, I'm doing the work. I'm singing for myself. Oh, I know I'm taking you are. more chances. Nobody's going to say you don't have heart, man. <laughs> you don't attack life, and sometimes it attacks you back. Another safety tip everybody should know, if you're performing CPR on somebody who stopped breathing or their heart has stopped, don't stop until EMTs take the body away. They say CPR typically won't cause the victim's heart to just suddenly like jerk them awake like you see in the movies. They're like, oh, thank yeah. you. They say that's, that's not really the thing. The CPR is mostly to force blood circulation to prevent brain death. So don't stop, get it, get it. Don't stop, get it, get it. Keep on going until it's, they come to take that body away because you're not necessarily forcing life into them. You're preserving a corpse to keep a revivable state until paramedics can get there. I wouldn't hate it if I was all passed out and I woke up and I heard, don't stop, get Get it, get it. If someone yeah. was working on me to the beat. You should, yeah. I don't know if that beat works. I know Staying Alive does by the Bee Gees. Okay, they yeah. say you do CPR to that. If you do, don't stop. Get it, get it. You might go too fast, <laughs> you might. and then you might just crush their sternum. Like stop, stop. Don't yeah, get it. Don't, right, get, don't it. get it. Don't get it. Calm down. Another safety tip: Don't move somebody injured unless there's an imminent danger to them. You do hear that a good bit. That was one of the safety tips. They say and if you're in a crowd and you get stuck in a stampede, try your best to stay standing. That's one. And if you do fall, assume a protective position with your feet tucked up and your hands covering your head. Okay, the old tornado position. Yeah, in a sense. Yeah, it's kind of like, you know, the kiss your butt goodbye move. You do that. That might save you in a stampede. Another life-saving tip. Buy a glass breaker with a seatbelt knife and keep it in your car. This is very valuable in South Florida with all the canals and lakes that we have all over the place. And murderers for protection, self, self-defense? self Well, this is mainly if you drive your car into water. Okay, I was saying. A murderer maybe could drive you your car into the water. I'm just saying you got a couple purposes for that, that, that instrument. Maybe, yeah, maybe. You could argue that. All right. But yeah, you keep the glass breaker to break out the windows. That's what that's uh, technically for. Maybe it works on a, an assailant as well. Another uh, life-saving tip, when crossing the street at night, turn on your phone's flashlight and point it toward oncoming traffic. Is I was pulling into work here this morning with my wife. There was somebody crossing the street. They had on very dark clothing. And I said, hey, watch her, because she wasn't watching the street at all. I, I don't know. There's, it's kind of around that you know, gas station. Oh, and, yeah. And uh, she didn't seem like she was really thinking too much about traffic. I don't know where her mental state was. But I get it. 
uh, if I wouldn't have said something, there was another car that almost took her out because she just walked right in front of traffic. And they say a lot of times, especially at night, take that light, shine it at traffic so they can see you. They may be uh, distracted, not paying attention. Our building, if you all don't know, is on 45th Street. And mm-hmm. it's very, very dark in the morning to the point where there, there's parts of it that don't even have streetlights on, on part of it. Yeah. And especially that ramp getting off of 45th Street. It's really off, right off 95. Yeah. There are people darting left and right, not even looking. Even yeah. when there's green lights. I'm so, I, would, I would love to know the stat on how many people are hit on that road. I, it's got to be through the they, roof. They do have stats. I know Florida is the worst state in America for pedestrians and deaths Go so there's Florida. a lot of them yeah well there's always just a lot of people running around you got the warm temperatures people are squirrely and on meth and all kinds of good stuff so yeah that's a good little tip another thing to keep yourself safe you should know this if you think you're being followed turn right four times because that will take you back to the same place where you were, and that person should not be following you anymore. You know, sometimes I've had that before where I think I'm being followed and I don't turn down my street. I pull all the way out, and then, of course, I look like a fool because they wind up going. It's just coincidentally they took the last five same turns that I did. Uh, you're not crazy. Virginia says a lot of crazy crap. No, you're right. Who? I don't know what you're trying to take us out. killed in any day. So I'm saying we're all yeah. connected to this. Yeah. So if you ever think that you're being followed, take four right turns, get back to the place you were, and if they're still behind you, call. you need to call 911 or go to a police station, something like that, because, yeah, you might have somebody that might mean you some trouble. I have legit been followed before and is horrifying yeah i thought this was one i'd never heard this either a safety tip everybody should know if you ever wind up and i hope you don't but if you ever wind up being tied up and not for fun and kinky nature make yourself as big as possible so it'll be easier for you to later wiggle out how you do that you flex your muscles and you inhale deep to make more space so as they're tying you up then when you you know exhale you've shrunk you're not flexing and you have more room to wiggle out of your binds. I'd never heard that. So there you go. I thought that was all some good stuff. A couple of the other ones I had heard, I knew, you know, when boiling a pot of water, turn the handle inwards toward the center of the stove, you know, do that. And also clean out that uh, lint collector in your dryer regularly so you don't oh, start yeah. a fire. I've learned so, that lesson. Yeah. So hopefully you heard something here that one day might save your life. It's KBJ. Are you high maintenance? What makes you high maintenance? Are you with somebody that's high maintenance? And maybe you don't even realize it. So this could be for the people that are high maintenance and for the people that might be with somebody that is. Best Life came up with a list of signs that make somebody high maintenance. How many yeses do you have out of this list? (laughs) You splurge on everything from skincare to designer clothes. It becomes a pattern where every now and then, you know, some people splurge on one or two items, but somebody who's high maintenance, they seem to splurge on about everything, actually. Because I'm worth it. Instead of doing makeup, could I apply cheese instead? I, I, I splurge for the highest and the, the greatest of cheeses. He wears it. for everything, yeah. He yeah. wears it like foundation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but they're, they're saying pretty much everything in their life. Everything in their life. There's nothing where they say, oh, I'm going to go low budget on that. They seem to find a way to justify going high end on everything. At everybody else's expense. You're extremely inflexible with your schedule. That means that you're high maintenance. It's kind of my way or the highway. I'm not going to bend and twist to whatever you got going on in your life. You're going to bend and twist to mine. You're never satisfied. It's another sign of somebody who is high maintenance. You get upset when texts go unanswered for 10 minutes. Oh, God. Oh. <laughs> 
You ask your partner for help and then criticize them when the task is done incorrectly. You start listening to these terms for what makes somebody high maintenance, and you're talking about a person that would be really tough to be with. That's oh my why, gosh, it's terrible. That's why for me, this is kind of a wake-up call, and maybe there's some people <laughs> that are with somebody that's high maintenance and be like, oh my gosh, I didn't realize what high maintenance is, but I am with somebody that's high maintenance. Another thing that can make you high maintenance, you complain constantly. Everything's always wrong. You can't adapt when plans don't turn out exactly as they were meant to be. You're not into low-key date nights. Everything has to be, oh, this. I'm worth a nice night out. The one you said before is so important. People that cannot roll with the punches, man. They, yeah. they, they, they can't. It's almost like they can't compute that it's not going their way, and there's nothing else in the world. They'll punt on the whole night. They'll be like, well, we're just going home then. It's yes. Like, okay. That's a bad one. Yeah. Something just may not be exactly the way it's supposed to be. And they're like, all right, well, then they take their ball and they go home. <laughs> yeah. They're over it. Small gestures disappoint you. Somebody tries to do something nice, just a little something. You're like going, mm, thanks. Instead of being like, oh, wow, you went out of your way to do something nice for me. You're describing describing the most evil person I've ever met <laughs> in my yes. life. That's why I'm saying this is a wake-up call. This is a personality flaw. <laughs> yeah. yeah this, this person exists as a psychopath. This is more than just self-care. This is just selfish. That's why, yeah, I think high maintenance, when you really delve into it, it is not a great trait to have or to be labeled as there are people who are just into finer things and they like having name brand champagne and That's designer different. clothes and purses That's way different. that necessarily doesn't make you high maintenance this really is when you look at what somebody truly is when they are high maintenance they are really kind of a insufferable person and miserable to be around. They're a mood bully. If yeah. They're the kind, if, they're, if they're in a bad mood, everyone around them has to be in a bad mood now. Yes, absolutely. They're not the kind of person you want to be with. Another sign, somebody's high maintenance. You demand gifts but never give them. You monopolize most conversations. They're typically about you or you're the one that's doing most of the talking. And you want the final say in every decision. Nothing happens until it gets your stamp of approval, your high maintenance. I mean, if someone has all of those qualities, they wouldn't <laughs> even understand they're doing anything right. I don't think they would. Gone. Yeah, if you're like going, what's wrong with any of these? Yeah, there's probably some people that are high maintenance that are hearing this and it's not even registering. But they're undateable. Yeah. I mean, if somebody had even half of those, oh, I know. they would be a monster well, to be with. Yeah, there, there's, yeah. just, there's one or two qualities alone on there that right. would just knock someone off the list completely. Yeah. It, it's so toxic. Imagine having all of them in one person. Ugh. You get jealous when your partner pays more attention to their friends than to you. Another sign of being high maintenance. You've been called wound up or uptight, and you find yourself never, ever saying, I'm sorry. Just words that don't ever cross your lips. Gosh, so many of those things in that list reminds me of that one woman I told you all about, that 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 the guy I, I was friends with. She got mad. We went to Hooters. Remember yes. that one? She's so set. Exactly. Just like that. Yeah. So don't get lost in the fact that thinking that high maintenance is, is somebody that has to drive a super fancy car or has to have fancy purses and all these kind of things. That's not necessarily what all high maintenance is. There's a lot more that goes into it. A lot more miserable qualities that go with somebody that is truly high maintenance. So that was an interesting test. Yeah. You don't want to have a lot of yeses on that list. No. Yes. <laughs> I had one. Okay. I had two. Okay, good. All right. So <laughs> that's kind of what it is. You don't want to be high maintenance. KVJ. What had so much hype about it, but it was actually terrible? 
They do this to us all the time. In fact, I get so scared when something gets so hyped up because now I'm almost conditioned to feel like, you know what, they're hyping this because they know it's terrible. And they're just hoping that the initial surge of people coming out because of the hype will be good enough to offset all the losses once we start talking to each other, saying it's terrible, don't do it, because they know it's going to crash a week later. They do this to us all the time. So now we've been conditioned and we've got so many products that have come out that they knew were terrible, but they went on ahead and promoted the heck out of it anyway, probably because they put already too much time and energy and money into it that they had to try to get something back on the return. I'm going to go old school. I'm going to lose a lot of our audience with this, but okay. I'm going to go Crystal Pepsi. They said, yeah. oh, it's going to be great. a lot of hype around it. Everyone hated it. I loved it. To be quite honest you? with you. Yeah. yeah. I'm on topic, right? It, it was it was one of the first. Yeah. And you can even say that with the new Coke. The sodas have done that, and it was a change. And um, they even said in the taste test, people like New Coke better than the classic. But. Was Fat Kevin around during a Crystal Pepsi day? Oh yeah, he was around. Did you did you like it? He I was, was real round. <laughs> yeah, let's <laughs> go. Wow, Zigging Fat Kevin. Don't don't you hurt Fat Kevin? <laughs> <laughs> you laughed. If you grin, you're in. Don't you dare. That's right. Fat Kevin's used to it. <laughs> You know, I had this weird conditioning. I thought anything clear was close to water and healthy. So <laughs> I, I get it. I understand the mentality. The, the darker the soda for me, the better. So, yeah, Fat Kevin liked his Dr. Peppers and things like that. So I didn't dabble with the Crystal Pepsi. It seemed like it was almost like a, a, I felt like somebody was trying to trick me into a diet. Fat Kevin wasn't down for diets. Yeah, if you look back, some of the classic stuff that has uh, been out there, they just had a ton of hype on it, and it did not turn out to be good there's a lot of things from electronics google plus remember how much they hype that i mean when does google ever strike out on anything they struck out on google plus and then they whiffed again on google glass i was gonna say i remember you talking about them google glasses back in the day how they're gonna change the game and they that's, did not that's what they hyped that's what they sold it like this is going to be it your life will be completely different hands-free it'll just be we're all going to be wearing these goofy google glasses that's what they tried to tell us, and then he just fell flat. Remember when they put Alestra in chips, and they were like, this is going to be amazing. It's going to be yeah. the best thing ever. It's going to make these chips all healthy and taste amazing. Yeah. And then people started pooping their brains out because <laughs> the Alestra yeah. turns out to be like a laxative. It was unbelievable. Yeah, it was a fat substitute. It had no calories. <laughs> and it was all this crazy until they realized it gave everybody the squirts. <laughs> And I remember the news even called it, quote, anal leakage. Oh. <laughs> There's got to be a better term. Squirts. <laughs> yeah, I like that better. And then remember the ally? that The same thing. That yes. was that diet pill that had the anal leakage. Everybody was talking about the ally. It was going to be the next greatest yeah. thing. But yeah, it's great that you're losing weight, but you're also leaking out of your rear end. Not we, good. We did an old bit back in the, where I think me and Virginia took that stuff. The ally. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It worked. Yeah. And not in the good way. Bad byproducts. Yep. Other things out there that have got a lot of hype that didn't live up to it. How about that fire festival? Yeah. They did a whole special on how that whole thing was nothing but hype and then terrible right behind it. That was the best. If you haven't seen the fire festival mm. on Netflix, you got to watch what it. What a disaster. It just it actually makes you uncomfortable because you're like, does. oh, this is just not going well. 
Uh, there have been some other things had a lot of hype, and it panned out for nothing. Uh, if you could, if you're old enough to remember, Geraldo Rivera trying to open up Al Capone's safe. I just watched that recently. A whole hour long special, and they opened it up and it was empty. <laughs> there is someone uploaded it to YouTube, and yeah. it ends with the credits go ah, the credits are going up, and he doesn't find anything. He's looking in the camera, going yeah, we didn't find uh, anything. It was so anticlimactic. How embarrassing! It's pretty embarrassing. Terrible move. And it was one of the highest rated things at the time. They, yeah. they, they said that, even though it, it failed, that got him yeah. more exposure. It got it him did, another show. Because there was so much hype around it. Yeah. And then in an odd way, we kind of somehow managed. I, I, I think that we all hated Geraldo, but we loved his mustache. And what a ballsy move to do that live, not knowing what's behind there. Yeah. And you're going to do it on live TV. I think... Probably in media circles, that is a lesson where they always refer that to be like, no, we're recording that. Because how many other live reveal things have they ever done since that disaster? I can't think of one. I think they learned their yeah, lesson. Yeah, they learned their lesson the hard way. And now they're like, oh, we're never doing that again. <laughs> Go back and watch the end. <laughs> we're all looking very disappointed. Yeah, you can save a whole hour. <laughs> the last minute's all you need. Uh, other things that had a lot of hype, didn't live up to it. Remember that rating Area 51? Everybody's yeah. going to go in there and yeah. find the aliens, and there was, it was all over social media, and it just fizzled. Uh, some other things, the um, Game of Thrones Season 8. A lot of hype, man. Somebody texted a lot of hype. People really don't like that. Remember the 2012 apocalypse? The world was going to end, and there's so much hype about that certain day. Was it December 21st or something like that of 2012? The world was going to end. It was the Mayan calendar had run out. I wasn't scared about that one. I do remember that one. I was legit scared for 2000, the, the turn of the... The, the Y2K. Oh, I was scared. Yeah. Yes. 1999 to yes. 2000. Y2K yeah. was in my head. I was like, what's going on? Was, Are all the computers going to shut down and the world's going to go dark? So much hype around that. And they made it seem like it was going to be the end. There was nothing. It nothing. Was about 12 minutes past midnight, I remember Billy Joel was doing a concert and I thought, we're going to be okay. We're going to be okay. <laughs> All's right in the world. Billy Joel's uh, The piano man yeah. easing your nerves. If you think back to it uh, as well, uh, something that got a lot of hype that was actually terrible, 2020. If you can go back to 2019 and the end of it, remember, there was this meme that was going around showing all the holidays in 2020 were on weekends. So we were going to get together and we we're going to party our butts off through all of 2020. And then the pandemic hit, and <laughs> nobody could be together. And so we wasted all of these amazing holidays that you wanted to go party that were on weekends that we had to stay home. I forgot about that. Yeah. Tons of hype. Totally fizzled. Somebody's texting in. Remember the uh, Floyd Mayweather, Logan Paul fight that happened here? Yeah. on that. That's true. That would be very disappointing. The KVJ Show.